0: It's time for Justice Matters with former federal prosecutor and MSNBC analyst Glenn Kirchner. Donald Trump is now indicted for his attempt to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. Is this the accountability we've been waiting for?
1: Here's Glenn. So friends, today is a good day. For the rule of law today is a good day for accountability because today donald trump was indicted in federal court in washington dc for his attempt to overthrow our democracy on and around january 6 2021. now friends there is a lot to absorb in this 45-page indictment that was handed down by a federal grand jury earlier today. What I want to do is just talk about some of the top line takeaways and then in the coming days I think we'll kind of delve into the weeds um, some of the really interesting aspects of this extraordinarily persuasive 45 page indictment. Let me start with the caption United States of America versus Donald j trump that's right donald trump is once again on the wrong side of the v here are the four charges that were indicted by the grand jury count one conspiracy to defraud the united states count two conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding count three obstruction of and attempt to obstruct an official proceeding and count four conspiracy against and if you're scoring at home, friends, the maximum statutory punishment if he's convicted of all crimes is in excess of 50 years. Now the federal guidelines will bring in his ultimate sentence well below that but the maximum statutory punishment is actually 55 years in prison. Now let me just read the first couple of paragraphs. This is how special counsel Jack Smith opens the indictment of Donald Trump. The defendant, Donald J. Trump, was the 45th President of the United States and a candidate for re-election in 2020. The defendant lost the 2020 presidential election. Despite having lost, the defendant was determined to remain in power. So for more than two months following Election Day, on November 3rd, 2020, the defendant spread lies that there had been outcome-determinative fraud in the election, and that he had actually won. These claims were false, and the defendant knew they were false. But the defendant repeated and widely disseminated them anyway to make his knowingly false claims appear legitimate create an intense national atmosphere of mistrust and anger and erode public faith in the administration of the election. Shortly after Election Day, the defendant also pursued unlawful means of discounting legitimate votes and subverting the election results. In so doing, the defendant perpetrated three criminal conspiracies, conspiracy to defraud the United States, Conspiracy to corruptly obstruct and impede the January 6th congressional proceeding and a conspiracy against the right to vote and to have one's vote counted. Now, friends, let's turn to one of the topics that I find intensely interesting and a little curious, and that is the topic of Donald Trump's co-conspirators. Because in this indictment, Donald Trump stands alone. He is the only one criminally indicted. However, there are six co-conspirators in this indictment. They're not listed by name, but they are described. And it's pretty easy to glean who these six co-conspirators are. First of all, let's go through the six co-conspirators. The first one, co-conspirator one, is listed as an attorney who was willing to spread knowingly false claims and pursue strategies that the defendant's 2020 reelection campaign attorneys would not pursue. And that co-conspirator, co-conspirator one, seems to be Rudy Giuliani. There has been confirmation already in the reporting of a number of these names, though I don't think all of them. But co-conspirator one, Rudy Giuliani. Co-conspirator two, an attorney who devised and attempted to implement a strategy to leverage the vice president's ceremonial role overseeing the certification proceeding to obstruct the certification of the presidential election. And co-conspirator number two appears to be John Eastman. Co-conspirator number three. An attorney whose unfounded claims of election fraud, the defendant, Donald Trump, privately acknowledged to others sounded crazy. Nonetheless, the defendant, Trump, embraced and publicly amplified co-conspirator 3's disinformation. Co-conspirator 3 seems to be Sidney Powell. Co-conspirator 4. A Justice Department official who worked on civil matters and who, with the defendant, Trump, attempted to use the Justice Department to open sham election crime investigations and influence state legislatures with knowingly false claims of election fraud. That is Jeffrey Clark, a high Department of Justice official who corrupted and weaponized the Department of Justice as part of Donald Trump's criminal conspiracy to retain power. Co-conspirator number five, an attorney who assisted in devising and attempting to implement a plan to submit fraudulent slates of presidential electors to obstruct the certification proceeding that appears to be an attorney named Kenneth Chesabro, and co-conspirator number six, a political consultant who helped implement a plan to submit fraudulent slates of presidential electors to obstruct the certification proceeding that appears to be, or it may be, Peter Navarro. Now here's why I wanted to mention those six co-conspirators. We don't know what the status of those six individuals are. Are they cooperating witnesses? In other words, have they pleaded guilty to their own crimes, agreed to cooperate? and perhaps testified in the grand jury about the crimes of Donald Trump and their guilty pleas remain under seal? Or are they uncharged at this moment and they are soon to be indicted? It really is a curiosity that this indictment charges only Donald Trump, but names six co-conspirators, or identifies in substance, six co-conspirators, each of whom has criminal culpability for committing crimes as part of their conspiracies with Donald Trump. One thing I am fairly confident of, friends, is these six co-conspirators will not go uncharged, will not go unindicted, will not go unpunished. You know, I don't see Jack Smith giving any of them a pass for their crimes, but as of yet, they appear not to be indicted because they did not make an appearance in this indictment. Could it be, could it be that Jack Smith only wanted to indict Donald Trump as the lone defendant in this indictment so that he can promptly move this case to trial? So that he can honor Donald Trump's speedy trial rights and the speedy trial rights of we the people to have this case tried and resolved well in advance of the November 2024 presidential election could be because if you put a whole bunch of defendants in a big old conspiracy indictment it can bog things down it can make it very difficult to find an early trial date that all defendants and all defense attorneys are able to meet. And when you have lots of defendants in a case, even when you do get a trial date set, defendants are forever coming up with reasons for continuances. They need more time. And that's not a criticism. It's just the reality of our practice. So maybe Jack Smith is about to drop a big old conspiracy indictment with all of the co conspirators and he wanted to go to trial against Donald Trump alone because let's face it in the event Donald Trump is the Republican nominee for president in the 2024 election as insane as that sounds I think the American people when they're casting their ballots for president in November 2024 have a right to know if they're casting a ballot for a convicted felon, Donald Trump, or for a completely exonerated innocent man, Donald Trump, because he went to trial in this and perhaps other cases and was fully exonerated, was found not guilty on all counts. Extremely unlikely, though that would be. Seems to me the American voters, come November 2024, have a right to know exactly who it is they're voting for, a convicted felon or an exonerated defendant. Let me end with this, friends. The judge who was assigned to preside over Donald Trump's case is a judge named Tanya Chutkin. I know Ms. Chutkin. I know Judge Chutkin because I tried murder cases against her years ago, back in the day, when she was a public defender for the District of Columbia, and I was a federal prosecutor and assistant United States attorney at the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office trying murder cases. And I have kept up with her career. She has been a federal judge for nearly a decade now. And what I can tell you from my firsthand experience working against Ms. Chutkin in a courtroom, you know, trying murder cases. She is a smart, strong, honest, honorable, ethical attorney, person, and I'm quite sure judge. I have had the opportunity to be in her courtroom after she was appointed to the federal bench and I've seen her handle some matters, some trials, and she will give Donald Trump a fair trial. She will give him a speedy trial and she will preside over that case in the way a federal judge should preside. Honestly, ethically, fairly, independently, and fearlessly. So I am very pleased that Judge Tanya Chutkin received this assignment. These are random assignments. And I very much look forward to watching her preside over the trial of Donald Trump for his democracy-busting crimes, for which he will be convicted.
0: Coming up after the break, the new indictment mentions witnesses who are incriminating Trump. Glenn picks the top three, next on Justice Matters. Here with Justice Matters, and I am loving the warmer weather and the sunnier skies. It makes you want to get out and move and get healthy. And you can help yourself get healthy and meet your wellness goals with no prep, no mess meals from factormeals.com. There's a whole menu of chef crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals with 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week you'll always have new flavors to explore enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories maximize protein intake avoid meat or simply eat in a well-balanced way what's my favorite i love the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken with spicy cilantro cauliflower rice so flavorful and healthy too Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com/glen50 and use code GLEN50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's GLEN50 at factormeals.com/GLEN50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. factormeals.com/glen50. Go there. Looking through this new indictment, we see people who have given evidence of Trump's crimes to the prosecutors. Glenn highlights the most important ones and tells us why they'll be
1: star witnesses. So friends, as we continue to absorb this 45-page criminal indictment of Donald Trump, 45 pages, the 45th president, coincidence? What I want to do today is highlight just... Three batches of really incriminating evidence found in this indictment and talk about the three witnesses who provide that incriminating evidence against Trump. And let's start with Donald Trump's own Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows. Watch how directly Mark Meadows puts the lie to Donald Trump's statements. This comes from page 14, paragraph 28. On December 23rd, a day after the defendant, Trump, the defendant's chief of staff personally observed the signature verification process at the Cobb County Civic Center down in Georgia and notified Trump that the state election officials were conducting themselves in exemplary fashion and would find fraud if it existed after Meadows told Trump that here's what Trump did. Trump tweeted that the Georgia officials administering the signature verification process were trying to hide evidence of election fraud and were terrible people. That's right friends, the testimony of his own former Chief of Staff Mark Meadows will crush Donald Trump at trial. Number two, Donald Trump's own vice president, Mike Pence. Recall that Donald Trump waged a relentless pressure campaign, a corrupt pressure campaign, an illegal pressure campaign against Mike Pence, trying to convince Pence to join Trump's conspiracy and corruptly throw the election to Trump. And we know that Mike Pence resisted so this from paragraph 97 on page 36 of the indictment on january 5th trump met alone with the vice president when the vice president refused to agree to trump's request that he obstruct the certification trump grew frustrated and told the vice president that he trump would have to publicly criticize him upon learning of this The vice president's chief of staff was concerned for the vice president's safety and alerted the head of the vice president's secret service detail. And then, friends, there's a whole section in the indictment that is titled The Defendant's Trump's Exploitation of the Violence and Chaos at the Capitol. And, friends, as we know all too well, that exploitation of the violence at the Capitol, violence that had been launched by Donald Trump included the following. At 2.24 p.m., after advisors had left the defendant, Trump, alone in his dining room, Trump issued a tweet intended to further delay and obstruct the certification, saying, quote, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done to protect our country and our Constitution. And one minute later, at 2:25 p.m. the United States Secret Service was forced to evacuate Vice President Pence to a secure location. At the Capitol throughout the afternoon members of the crowd chanted hang Mike Pence where is Mike Pence bring him out and traitor Pence. So when Donald Trump told Mike Pence earlier that if you don't join my conspiracy, if you don't go along with my corrupt scheme to keep me in power, I will have to criticize you publicly. Well, Trump didn't just criticize Pence publicly. He called him a coward. He told the angry mob, which was mid-assault at the Capitol, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what was necessary to protect our country, to protect our Constitution, by extension, to keep me in power. The signal was sent, get him. And then, as the riot, as the assault at the Capitol raged on, Donald Trump refused to call it off, refused to put a stop to it, refused to protect the people in the Capitol that day, the police officers defending the Capitol that day refused to protect his own vice president. Mike Pence's testimony will crush Donald Trump at trial. Let's finish up with the third witness who will crush Donald Trump at trial. That witness Donald Trump. This from page 28 paragraph 74 of the indictment, Trump called the acting attorney general and the acting deputy attorney general, and Trump raised multiple false claims of election fraud, which the acting attorney general and acting deputy attorney general refuted. When the acting attorney general told the defendant that the Justice Department could not and would not change the outcome of the election, the defendant responded Just say the election was corrupt and leave the rest to me and the Republican congressman." That is Donald Trump as witness against Donald Trump when he was told by his own cabinet officials, people that he relied on day in and day out for truthful, accurate information, when they told him in substance, there was no election fraud undermining the election's results. The election wasn't rigged. Donald Trump said, doesn't matter. Just say the election was corrupt and leave the rest to me and the Republican congressman. First of all, corrupt intent proved conclusively beyond a reasonable doubt. He knew there was no fraud and he said out of his own mouth, It doesn't matter I don't care just say there was fraud and leave the rest to me and my allies the Republican congressman so now what I would say to Jack Smith is do the Republican congressman next hold them accountable for their efforts to keep Donald Trump in office, unlawfully, unconstitutionally. Do them next. Because justice matters. Friends, as always, please stay safe, please stay tuned, and I look forward to talking with you all again soon. For more on Glenn, go to Glenn Kirshner 2 on Twitter, Facebook,
0: Instagram, and YouTube. This is Justice Matters.